found it. This is the Tidbits Podcast with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. Well, it's Friday. This is the 22nd day of the month of April, and we have some rain going on in Logansport. There were some sprinkles a, uh, for a little bit, and then it uh, just uh, turned into some rain as well. So... We'll see the possibility of showers and thunderstorms today. And uh, right now it's 48 in Logansport. One of those days where myself and evidently Matthew were both behind. I was well behind my normal schedule today. Yeah. Although I actually was, I woke up at four. <laughs> okay. It's like plenty of time. Sure. And then uh, next thing I know, I'm I'm asleep. No, and, no, um, no. Fell asleep and fortunately made it in. But here we are, ready for tidbits. It's all good, baby. Yeah. Here we go. You know, there's, a, I think people would go to a, a lot of extreme to get their phone from places. There's a woman that fell and got stuck in a vault toilet after attempting to retrieve her, uh, retrieve her cell phone in Washington State. Rescuer said she is in her 40s, was using the crapper when she dropped the phone inside. (laughs) She tried to dismantle the toilet by taking off the seat and housing to get her phone. She used her dog's leashes to help support her while trying to fish the phone out. But they failed, and she then slid into the crapper head first. She then did manage to grab it, evidently, because she used her cell phone to call 911 after about 20 minutes in an attempt to get out of the crapper. Firefighters found her inside, assessed the situation. I'm sure they took their time. (laughs) And then made a tall makeshift (laughs) crepping platform, sure, which was passed down, helping her to stand on it. They then pulled her to safety. So this is basically an outhouse, I, I, right? I'm kind of thinking that's what it I is. I think vault toilet is yeah. a nice way of saying it's like, you know, a hole in the ground. <laughs> I did. Uh, Sometimes I guess it's best to have insurance for that phone. <laughs> you, you know what? We'll get a new one. It's fine. <laughs> She told rescuers she wasn't injured and didn't need to be taken to the hospital. The firefighter said she was washed down. (laughs) (laughs) Those are off. (laughs) Wow. And was given one of those suits to wear. (laughs) Then was strongly encouraged to pursue medical attention after being uh, exposed to human waste. However, they said she just wanted to leave and travel back to California, probably trying to forget about this incident. They uh, said the woman was extremely fortunate not to be overcome by toxic gases or sustain injury. <laughs> Gosh, I mean, does she not think? I mean, uh, sometimes you just got to cut your losses. Right. And I, I'm thinking this is just one of those instances where I 
I think I would have kept my losses. <laughs> but uh, she survived and uh, got to her toy. You know, she actually got to her phone to call the authorities. <laughs> so I, uh, I just, uh, it's either like, it's probably like one of those uh, crappers we're used to, the porta pots. That's what I'm figuring it must be. See, I'm thinking, I'm thinking not. I'm thinking it's. If they had to like like lower something, like it's a hole in the ground, like they had to lower a thing to get her out, you know? Yeah. So I'm thinking it's it's a giant hole, and there's, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you walk in, there's a platform, and you sit, and you. And in certain instances in Alaska, there could be a bear in there. We had that story not long ago. <laughs> Gosh, can you imagine? You look down, there's your phone, a bear. <laughs> that, uh, <clears throat> you know, I don't know. Have you ever been in an instance where you've been in a bathroom? You've got to go number two. Okay. <laughs> right. And then, you know, you, you didn't bother looking in advance, and then you find out there's no toilet paper. That has never happened to me. Okay. Never happened. Thank goodness. And then you've got to make a, a, a decision. Right. After, And usually it's a lengthy decision. It takes a while to decide <laughs> how you're going to handle this. What am I going to do? <laughs> I just have to believe she jumped right into this and just, you know, the phone was well worth more to her than what she had to, to do to get it. Gosh. This, this from Florida. You know, you got to worry about all kinds of creatures in Florida. Mm-hmm. This time it's a goat. <laughs> that, uh, police chased a loose goat through an apartment complex. <laughs> the Tallahassee Police Department posted a video to YouTube showing what happened when police responded to an apartment complex to capture a goat was running loose around the property. <laughs> the footage... Shows the officers chasing the goat <laughs> until it flees into a hallway. With Benny Hill music playing in the background. <laughs> and is finally placed under arrest by the officers. Do we need to explain what Benny Hill music is to our younger listeners? Because yeah, they may not know. All right. They, it's actually called Yakety Sax. <laughs> okay. Is the name of the song. So Matt will uh, give us a demonstration. Okay, here we go. Okay. (laughs) So imagine this as the officers are chasing a goat. I wish I had a better way to get this on. Yeah. So we've got to look into that technology in the future. You know, we get... We need to seek out improvements for management to enhance this segment of the We can make it program. happen. I can oh, just yeah, yeah. make a thing right just, there, and yeah. you can have it over there, and, and we, we, we'd be done. we got a thing there, and a, a thing there, and... We'd be in. And we've got things done. Right. All right. So when we come back, we've got some more interesting uh, tidbits. You know, you've heard of um, Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Well, this uh, Goldilocks, a real-life Goldilocks, (laughs) 
as five bears living underneath their house. Jeez. <laughs> okay. What a discovery. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's 6.30. We'll uh, take a look at news now with Karen. This is Tidbits. Here we are, back with more tidbits. It's a Friday. Matthew, are you feeling lucky? You know, you could uh, get yourself a Powerball ticket. Be wealthy. <laughs> I'll tell you what. If you do, um, you got a big jackpot that you're aiming for. Uh, Powerball jackpot is, is over an estimated $400 million. $400 million. You can ask for a... Powerball Quick Pick at a Hoosier Lottery retailer before the evening drawing. Play responsibly. Make sure you have the updated information that Matt and I didn't. They are more than a dollar. They are more than a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like the old days. Yeah. Uh, give me five, and you plop a five down on the counter. That's yeah, not going to happen. Didn't work for us. No, not at all. Um, that's a true story, by the way. <laughs> Absolute true story. We, we, the, the Powerball jackpot was something great big, and we... I think we both put in a two dollars or a dollar, yeah, something like that. It was something ridiculous. I think it was we both put in two dollars. Yeah, and we wanted two tickets. Yeah, and yeah. so we go into the gas station. I believe it was, it was on 18th Street, yeah. right? It was uh, that that station on 18th, and we walk up to the counter. We put our <laughs> our money down. We get we got two numbers back, and we're like, "What the? Yep." <laughs> They're not a dollar anymore. And needless to say, we oh. didn't win. No, we didn't. We didn't even match any single numbers. Uh, absolute true story, though. Uh, let's see. Also, if you are looking for something to do this weekend, and it's going to be a beautiful day to go check this out, this Saturday, 10 to 5, Sunday, 10 to 4, it's the Red Bud Trail Rendezvous at the Fulton County Historical Society. Just north of Rochester on US 31. That'll happen rain or shine in the Living History Village south of the Round Barn. Admission $3 for those 12 and older with proceeds helping to operate the museum. You got foods cooked over wood fires, programs, blanket traders, merchants, traditional craft demonstrations, Civil War encampment, and more. Visit the FultonCountyHistory.org to learn more. Okay. But uh, it is a very cool uh, event. I've been to it a couple times. It's a lot of fun. You know, it it appears as though, you know, Saturday is going to be just, uh, you know, and imagine if you're a fur trader, okay? You're sitting there in your, your fur and the heat, the heat of the day. Yes. <laughs> Authentic smells of the time, okay? <laughs> right. Or worse yet, the great disaster of the summer of 18 whatever taking a train ride. Oh, yeah. yeah. And perishing. Yeah. With snow. Snow. Wasn't that like a 4th of it July? It was a 4th of July excursion <laughs> from Logan Sport to, was it Crawfordsville? We, yeah. We always bring this up. Yeah. Because we're just befuddled we're Baffled by it. By it. It's, it's. <sighs> we just, uh, you know, we never have understood, you know, what made you continue on, what the, they must have been an open rail cars, you know, it was supposed to be. Yeah, they were. Know. They were. And, uh, you know, it, it was snowy and cold. <laughs> In July. Yeah. 
And that may have been the responsibility of the the uh, volcano blast that had occurred in that time frame. Mm. You know that, that. But to imagine a Fourth of July that that you'll perish due to winter elements is just beyond it's me. It's crazy, yeah. right? And um, you know, of course, back then you didn't have a radio station telling you, "Hey, folks, it's been canceled." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Zebediah, yeah, tell the family. <laughs> Zebediah. <laughs> Stay off the train. It'll be chilly. Okay? It's, I just can't imagine. <clears throat> that's one of those stories that's just truly mind-boggling. Here's a uh, California homeowner who heard a rumbling coming from under the house during the winter. <laughs> That's when she learned there were five bears. Five bears. Five. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Living underneath the house. <laughs> oh. The homeowner and other residents of the house had heard a rumbling sound under the home during the winter. It sounded like snoring. <laughs> the homeowner discovered the sound was not her imagination when spring arrived. <laughs> And she heard the unmistakable sounds of a mother bear waking up under the house. Animal League Rescue Group, the Bear League. <laughs> the Bear League. Yeah. Arrived an uninvited mama bear. Turns out there were four more bears under that house. The group said the mother bear had given birth to three cubs last year and then ended up adopting a fourth cub that had been wow. orphaned. Now, how they know that, you know, I give I guess they just figured that out, but what a nice mother bear. Wow. You know, she's got uh, four mouths to feed. Can't imagine, you know. And imagine they're all under there taking a snooze. (laughs) Right. So, probably got to be pretty loud snoring, right? I I would think so, yeah. Her, I'm sure the cubs snore, you know, so, kind of like this constant rumbling under the house. We had the story while you were gone. Okay. And this one, this lady was in her house, and she she had a rodent problem. Okay. And, um, like, she could hear them in her attic. Okay. So imagine laying in your bed, and all you, all you, all you hear in your attic is, well, I kind of have that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so she put some traps in her attic. Yeah. And then she decided... I kind of want to see what happens. So she puts a camera up there. Okay. All right. Puts a camera up there. And one night she's laying there and she hears. And then she hears the thud. Oh, what was that? So she she checks out her her camera. She gets on the camera feed. It's a four foot rat snake. Oh, jeez. Oh, gee whiz. It's attracted to all the, the rodents crawling oh, around her. Oh, gee whiz. Yeah. And so she's like, now she has a rat going around or a snake going <laughs> no. around. Oh, Oh, I hope that. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> but she only saw it the one time, and that's all, because it probably engorged itself and went on about its life. Yeah. You know, you just think to yourself, and I know you've been through this yourself. Maybe it'll just go away. Maybe it'll just go away. It's fine. It's fine. I, did, I, uh, I don't know that I really heard that, Mouse. No, I don't think so. Maybe that bat can just fly out. <laughs> Gosh. Here's a... Um, always a battle in my house. You know, it's always... 
Always a battle. And this is a job that I'd be well qualified for. A Florida man has built a career out of picking up dog poop. (laughs) For the past three years, Jeffrey Road has done the work in dozens of backyards and businesses across southwest Florida. Says it's always a treasure hunt. He he loves it. (laughs) Jeffrey's business, Poop Patrol, has dozens of clients, along with his trusty pooper scooper. Hmm. He works his magic to clean up even the messiest of yards. Prides himself on doing so with a good attitude. That's good. One of his customers said, if you think about it, he's a poop guy. He could be miserable, but he's not. Jeffrey applies that thinking to both his job and his life. So he has a good attitude, period. He said, if you keep that up, things will be better. You always have to think of the bright side. Why dwell on what's bad? Good point. There you go. Good point, mister. So how much do you get paid for that? You know, it says he's making a living picking up dog poop. True. But I I just, you know, and why would these places be paying him if it's a business? You know, that means somebody's letting their dog do this and they're not supposed to be, you know? (laughs) Right. But um, I don't know. I guess if you want your business to be poop free from the yard... You'll hire, what's his name, Jeffrey. There you go. (laughs) He'll take care of it. Here's a driver going to pick up a kid from school stopped in the vehicle with no passenger side door and no seat belts. (laughs) They have a picture of it. BC Mounties say (laughs) the back of the vehicle also appears to be open with the seats exposed. This happened in British Columbia. Wow. The driver was handed several tickets, including (laughs) for not having insurance, Mm. for a defective vehicle, for operating a vehicle without seat belts, and for failing to produce a driver's license. I'm sure they've created that on their very own. So imagine a truck, (laughs) if you will. Imagine a truck with no doors, (laughs) with... No bed because the bed's been removed. Yeah, but you got the back. Yeah. Well, I guess I guess the sides, <laughs> the sides and back of the bed are gone. Yeah. All right. Um, it looks like it's riddled with trash. <laughs> and are those like several like just planks of wood? I think so. No windows. Oh no, that's just how the uh, yeah no windows of course. Okay, so the bed is gone, and there's like a plank of wood as a bed. Well, that's a fine, fine vehicle. <laughs> so, <laughs> and uh, going to pick it up actually, kids. It actually looks like, <laughs> I don't think it's a truck. I think it's an old, like, Datsun from the 70s. <laughs> they just cut out the back of it, made it into, like, a flatbed. It's uh, certainly not safe looking. No, not at all. Yeah, so. Not at all. And uh, definitely will catch your eye if you're... Uh, with the mounted police. <laughs> the Mounties. <laughs> hey, hey. You, <laughs> well, you got a problem with your truck here, eh? I see. That's really a 78 Dodson. Cool. We'll have to write you a ticket. 
and that'll do it. <laughs> now, wait, wait. I found oh, it. I okay. found it. All right, here it is. Okay. okay. Um, speaking of unsafe, probably the coldest 4th of July okay. was that of 1873. <laughs> the railroad to Crawfordsville was just completed, and an excursion was run over the road on July 4th, 1873. Many Logan Sport people took an outing on that day. Mummy, can we ride the train, mummy? <laughs> mummy, please let me ride the train. There's probably some of that, right? Okay. <laughs> Little Logan Sport children running around. <clears throat> mummy? Papa? <laughs> uh, anyway, the, the train was made up of flat, open gravel cars. Okay. With seats made of boards. <laughs> And some green bushes stuck in the sides of the car for protection against the July sun. Oh, the good old days. So they had some some boards for seeds, yeah. some bushes. I don't understand. I don't I can't picture okay. this. I just I can't. But anyway. Okay. Um But they were not needed because it not only rained but snowed on that 4th of July, and the temperature approached the freezing point, and everybody nearly froze. Three or four of the excursionists died from the exposure wow. as they were clad in the usual July garb. Which would be white and white and light. Yes. You know. Yes. Now, did it start out normal? Was it a normal start to the day? Must have been. I mean, that's just a... That's a... Com- yeah. yeah, that's... Yeah. So that's just amazing to us. And that we always bring that story up at least, what, two, three times a year. <laughs> yeah, because we just think of it's that. It's so bizarre. Yeah. It's such a bizarre story. And it's right here in a book called The History of Cass County, Indiana. Okay. So get that at your local library. Yes. That'll do it for us, Matt, for the week. I'll uh, see you next week. And uh, look at the time. Just look at the time. I got to go. All right. See you, buddy. buddy. This has been Tidbits with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We appreciate you listening, and we ask that you consider subscribing, leave a comment, leave a like, and thanks for stopping by. We'll talk to you again next time on Tidbits.